0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza touchdown. Kansas City.
0: According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown Bullpups!
1: No flags on the play. It is 99 yards right up the seam. The
0: big play threat from a season ago does it again. Everything happening in the sports world.
2: Personal 69. Offense. who's giving them
0: the business. And even some things not happening in the sports world.
2: I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this (laughs) afternoon. I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
1: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson on a football Friday here this afternoon, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Steve, are you a little chilled? Are you a little chilly today?
2: Well, I'm, the long handles are going to be brought out tonight. Because the long handles? That's right. What are those? Long Johns.
1: Oh, the Long Johns? Yeah, long handles. I thought maybe you meant gloves or or something else.
2: I'll have the stocking cap, even though, thank goodness we're in the press box tonight, because it is going to be football fever with some frigidity in there.
1: What was the temperature of your home when you woke up this morning?
2: About 62.
1: Mine was 62, and man, I love it. Yeah. I love sleeping in the cold. I, I had a
2: lot of, I had a lot of, uh, uh, blankets piled up this morning. I just
1: had one. Just need one blanket. Well, you
2: know me. I mean, it's, I can be 70 and I'm cold.
1: So. Your toe gets a little tingle to it. And, ooh, it feels good. I couldn't even feel mine. Oh, it feels good in there, Steve. It made me excited for a football Friday, a busy, busy weekend, as we've got the Bullpups and the Augusta Orioles tonight, the Bulldogs and the Southwestern College Mound Builders tomorrow afternoon. We are going to be busy people but it's going to be a fun weekend, and I think we've got a chance of two wins this weekend for the third week in a row.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. The uh, Bulldogs haven't won three in a row since uh, uh, their national playoff year in 2010. The Well, they've won
1: three in a row, but three in a row against KCAC opponents. Right,
2: right. So uh, winning three conference games in a row would be the first time since 2010. Playing very good football right now. Really playing great defensively, and if you can, Mac. Homecoming games are at Mac College are very exciting. Always get a great turnout. Looks like the weather is going to be a little better. Now it's going to be windy, but at least uh, we're not going to have any rain or anything like that. Doesn't look like uh, we're not going to have rain tonight. Let's hope not. Yeah. I mean it was earlier in the week it was in the forecast and we we're supposed to have snow showers, you know, during the day on Friday. Well, I look outside and the sun's out. It is cold outside though. I bet the wind chills Burr. wind chills High 30s, low 40s, maybe. Burr. Yeah, very cold. So, uh, lots of other stuff going on this weekend, though. Uh, McPherson Invitational uh, Volleyball Tournament. McPherson High Tennis going to Regional, cross country. Uh, I think they go to El Dorado. They do. This weekend. I'm going to be here forever on Sunday posting because there's a ton of stuff on Saturday. I know a lot of our area schools are involved in volleyball tournaments because uh, next week's the last week of the regular season, I believe. For some of our area volleyball teams, now high school, I think they go what another. They have two more weeks. Two more weeks. So we're getting, you know, we're getting near the end. I think the uh, area schools, some of them have like a league tournament or something okay. like that. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, lots of stuff going on this weekend, and you can read it all at midkansasonline.com. Most of the stories that are posted, you won't find anyplace else. We're the only ones that do them.
1: Steve, I've got to ask you this. Okay. Did you watch Thursday night football last I did. Night? And you knew what my rooting interest was, correct? Right. That I needed the Giants to just not lose by 17. That's
2: right. They lost by 21.
1: Yeah, they give up two I special teams and defensive I, touchdowns. But I can't
2: believe with their two top running backs out, their two top receivers out, you had to know New England was just going to smoke them.
1: Well, they had all the chances in the world. Yeah. You didn't stay up until the end of the game, I don't imagine. No, of course not. You didn't quite make it to 10-30. Oh. Well, the Giants, they were killing me because I needed them to drive down at the end of the game and score a touchdown to kind of poach the victory. But there was a play over the middle that was clearly a pass interference on New England. They didn't call it. The Giants then challenged.
2: I was going to say, you can challenge on a pass As Golden Tate
1: went up for it, they were pulling his right arm down. He had no chance to make the catch. They challenged it. They say call stands. And I have watched now, what, five weeks of the NFL, six weeks of the NFL. This is the sixth week or wherever we're I at. I know where you're going. I'm all turned around. What's the point of this pass interference review? They have, What's they, the point of it?
2: They have not. I haven't seen it. doesn't it. make any sense. I have not seen one overturned. I'd be curious to see what the numbers are. But it, I'm sure it is very, very minimal. Um, I mean... It, the rule's there to avoid what happened last year.
1: Well, they use the word egregious. Have you seen them use that? It's yeah. got to be an egregious right. pass interference. Right. How can I watch a play in real time and say, wow, that was a pass interference. They then slow it down for me. In review, officials are watching it, and I see a Patriots defensive back grab Golden Tate's right arm as he is jumping up for the pass and hold it down at his hip to where he is going up with one hand and trying to make this catch. And then he turns and says, okay, they're grabbing me. I watch it in slow motion. I see it from every angle, and it's not its not debatable. It is a pass interference. They review it, spend three minutes of my life looking at it, and do nothing. I don't yep. understand. Yep. What's the point?
2: How much of it was the Bill Belichick factor
1: last I, I don't really think it's that. I'm not okay. blaming it on New England. Okay. But I'm saying... What's the point of being able to challenge pass interference if it doesn't even work? Why are we wasting time on this? And this is the same thing I said whenever they announced that they were going to be reviewing pass interference. Okay, where do we draw the line? If the line is, if there is any amount of pass interference, then we're going to be out there all day. We're going to be out there all day. It's
2: almost like they don't want to make their officials look bad by returning them.
1: And with review, it's okay to make the officials look bad. They make mistakes, but let's make it correct. And I I remember when they announced, we're going to be able to review pass interference. And it was a reactionary decision to what happened in the Saints game in the NFC Championship game last year. They want to be able to try and correct that. Okay, now after I watched what happened with Golden Tate last night, I'm not even sure they would overturn that play. I'm not even sure they'd overturn the same one from the Saints-Rams game. Well, I just I don't understand the point of this review. If you can challenge it, and you're wasting my time, you're wasting the fans' times, you're wasting my guy Joe Buck and Troy Aikman's time, they've got to come up with things to talk about. Now, it is good for Mike Pereira and all the NFL former refs that are...
2: I like Mike Pereira. The, the,
1: the, ...in the booth guys. It gives them something to talk about, but what is the point of it? Well, it's driving me crazy. Well, I've watched five full weeks of challenges on pass interference and go, yeah, that's a PI, and they don't
2: call it. Well, it's just one of those rules they just threw in there to placate the uh, uh, some of the fans who thought that uh, the New Orleans Saints got robbed of a Super Bowl, and uh, they're just they're just not they're they're not overturning anything. So you know, it's just it's just.
1: What's the line of egregious? How do we go, ooh, that was egregious. That was way too much. Or, ooh, that was just a little bit of hand check. It was a pass interference, but not enough. Where's the line? I don't understand. I need somebody to tell me. It's the same thing with what's a catch in the NFL. I have no clue. I have no clue when they go review. Maybe
2: we ought to have Big B in. Big B's an official. I don't think any ref
1: would know either. (laughs) I think it's just made up. It's driving me crazy. I can't keep watching these games. And not know what the rules are.
2: Well. I don't know what to tell you.
1: And it's you just, and I watch a lot of football. Yeah. It's not like I'm sitting here going, gosh gee, I don't know what a catch is.
2: Well I watch all, every game. All I was happy about is Tom Brady had two rushing touchdowns last night because he was my fantasy quarterback. Yeah, good for you. You know who my fantasy <laughs> running back is, Sony Michelle. Well, I like, have him too, but I didn't start him last night because I've got guys that have surpassed him, so it's a bad night. Yeah. Bad night. Yeah.
1: Sick of it. Okay. Steve, your bet on the Astros. Good call. Yeah. Astros, Yankees, and then we've got the Cardinals and the Nationals. Nationals. Yeah, well, i got all turned I st- around. I've
2: still got the Yankees to win it all. Uh, I had it at the start of the year. I'm not changing. Uh, I just feel like the Yankees from top – you look at the Yankees' lineup from one to nine. I mean, when their number nine hitter has got like 25 home runs hitting 280, <laughs> Houston's bottom three are a little shaky. Houston's got the better pitching in the starting rotation – The Yankees definitely have the edge in the bullpen. I think that's where they're going to win.
1: Give me the Astros. Okay. Give me those Astros and win it all.
2: And I'd love to say my Cardinals, you know, after I didn't think they would beat the Braves, I'd love to say I think they can beat the Nationals. There's something special going on with this Nationals team right now. I can't put my finger on it, but I think they're going to make the World Series. And it's going to be an all-East Coast World Series with Washington and New York.
1: Steve, let's take our first break. We need to talk about the Chiefs and what can happen for them this Sunday afternoon, taking on the high-powered Houston Texans offense. Can they stop Deshaun Watson? Can they get their offense going? We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Steve, yes. Very important game for the Kansas City Chiefs coming up Sunday at noon. No KU or K State this weekend, so kind of a weird weekend. Arkansas plays. It's going to be depressing. Who? Six o'clock against Kentucky. Who do they? Oh, Kentucky. Yeah, they could. They could, yeah, not, they don't even matter. I was going to say, who are they going to lose to? They're irrelevant. Yeah. They're they're the worst. Yeah. But I do have one team that's going on Sunday, the Kansas City Chiefs. I know that you have predicted the Houston Texans to go into Arrowhead Stadium and win. If you heard my multiple sell-on sports today. Yeah, Jim screwed up.
2: (laughs) Back-to-back sell-ons. We gave you two for the price of one. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, no, this is a huge game for the Chiefs. And, and like you said, I picked them. I actually – I've got Houston this week. After watching that, I have just terrible concerns about the Chiefs' defense right now. And I don't know if a week can fix, you know, some of the leaks that they've uh, sprung. But their defense is really bad right now. I'm Do you
1: remember this offseason? Going into the year, I said, I'm not so sure that the Chiefs' defense is worse than it was last year. Oh, I don't
2: think there's any question that's
1: I said, worse. And people were, oh, no, no way. Timer Matthew, they got the honey badger. I said, I'm not sure well, if they're any better.
2: Where they're bad at's linebacker. Oh, man. And you know, you've, you've lost Houston, you've lost D. Ford. Say what you will about those guys. They're a lot better than what they've got now. I don't I don't even know who the linebackers are anymore. How
1: about Frank Clark?
2: Yeah, he's kind of a hybrid though, isn't he? Any well, that's
1: the same position as D. Ford. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Reggie Raglan. Anthony Hitchens. Hurt. Neiman. The guy from ben Iowa. Neiman. Uh, huh. then they
2: the, the guy that they picked up from Dallas. Wilson is it Wilson? Yeah. He's not very good. I mean he used to it's be rough. Yeah. I mean, they're linebackers. When it was
1: Derek Johnson, Justin Houston, D. Ford as their pass rush and linebackers. Yeah. It's a pretty good group.
2: Yeah. And, you know, they've changed – you know, they've gone to a different alignment. Uh, Hasn't helped. Secondary, still not very Uh, good. Uh, The corners are your boy Charverius. Charverius Ward, is that his name? That is his name. Well, I can't say Charverius. I'm just going to say Toast. Toast Ward on the corner because he gets toasted. And Breland, Breland. (laughs) Breland probably leads the league in penalties. I think he had four or five. Last week, Houston's coming off a game where it put up fifty-three points, six hundred almost six hundred yards of offense. Can you imagine what DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller, number five, are going to do? The fifth Will Fuller, the, fi- the, fifth. the fifth Will Fuller had three touchdowns. The fifth last week, yeah, f- five all over it, yeah. And I think I, I think I have the Chiefs giving up forty-four this week, scoring thirty-four because Houston's defense they don't have the clown anymore, clowny. Jadavion. Yeah,
1: he's now in Seattle.
2: Yeah, and one reason, Seattle's gotten pretty good. Yeah. They still have J.J. White, who's really never done that much against Kansas City. They've always kind of double teamed him. But if there's no Eric Fisher, if there's no Andrew Wiley in the offensive line, Patrick Mahomes with a bad ankle, there's just too many variables for me to pick the Chiefs this week.
1: And remember, good teams lose. Yeah. You know who the Patriots lost to last year? Miami. Yeah. Detroit. Yeah. They had some bad losses but in there. But what,
2: what would be bad about this loss if they do lose one and two at home?
1: That's right.
2: Yeah, and I think they go to Denver next week. Is that right? They will be at Denver on Thursday night football. Ooh, thir- and boy, the road team never wins on Thursday night. Very, very seldom. Now, last night didn't count because, you know, oh, no, Patriots were home, though, weren't they? Patriots were They home. were at home. But the road team generally fails miserably on Thursday night games. You know, the Chiefs will be in there all white like they were in like the 60, the very first, the 66 Super Bowl or whatever the first one was.
1: There you go. All right, Steve, let's take our final break. When we come back, it is Fearless Forecaster time. He has made his predictions. He is really struggling this year, and I think a big week is coming up for Fearless this week. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Wrapping up this week of According to Jim, the way we always do, with Fearless Forecaster predictions. Getting ready for a busy, busy, busy weekend. We've got some football going on on the high school side. We have college football. We have KCAC football. We have no more Chiefs picks, but all sorts of things to dive into, Steve. Fearless Forecaster is really, really, really... Been struggling, reeling,
2: reeling, really, really reeling is what you could say. Man, yeah, he's had a tough year. Pathetic KCAC games are hard to pick because you got a real cluster, uh, kind of in the middle. The teams from about four to eight to or four to ten are all pretty evenly matched. It's just who wins on a particular week. You got the Ottawas and Tabers and Max and KW, well, not KW, but. Uh, you know, those kind of teams, Avila. You just don't know how those games are going to come out. So KCAC games have been pretty tough. And then the Big 12, once you get past OU and Texas, it's another. I mean, you take OU-Texas, kick out KU, the other would be seven teams, they can just take turns beating each other.
1: All right, got to get going, Let's Steve. Go. Lots of picks. Let's, Let's start go. with the Big 12. Okay. Let's start with Iowa State going to Morgantown, West Virginia, to take on the Mountaineers. Well, Iowa State by 10. What's your thought?
2: I'm begging the difference with Fearless. Fearless has Iowa State 24, West Virginia 17. I'm picking West Virginia.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fearless. Sorry, <laughs> yes, switch it up on them. Yeah. yeah. Texas Tech going on the road to take on Baylor off its big win over K-State. Baylor by 11. Fearless' is pick.
2: Very close. Texas Tech is going to make it a ball game, but Baylor wins 31-28.
1: The Cotton Bowl from the Cotton Bowl. Oklahoma, Texas, Red River. The rivalry is there.
2: Lots of points. You in this. taking
1: red or orange?
2: I'm taking red because Oklahoma just will simply outscore teams. They were totally disinterested last week, but they're going to get it done 44-34.
1: Give me the Sooners' big Jalen Hurts monster performance coming up. All right, KCAC game, Steve. Let's start off with Ottawa taking on Avila.
2: That's kind of a rivalry game now because they're right up by each other. Can't figure out what the heck's going on with Ottawa, but I think they finally get it straightened out. 38-31, my man. The great man himself's son, Kent Cassinger.
1: That's right, and they will be here next weekend. That's right. Sterling, the Warriors taking on the Friends Falcons.
2: Uh, Sterling in a cakewalk, 31 14. It could be worse than that, though.
1: Kansas Wesleyan taking on the worst team in the conference, St. Mary.
2: Name your margin. It just depends what they want it to be. I'm saying 65 7.
1: I hope you get that one, Steve. Yeah. I, I don't think you That's can a miss. Gimmie. Bethel taking on Tabor.
2: Well, seen both teams. It's going to be a very close game. Both teams can really run the football. Bethel's going to get it done, 33-28.
1: McPherson taking on Southwestern. It's homecoming at McPherson Stadium. This
2: is the game of the week in the KCAC. And this
1: might be the first time that Fearless predicts the Bulldogs to win a game this year.
2: No, he picked them to beat. He picked them to beat Friends last week. He picked them to beat Friends last week. Okay. He's picking them this week, too. Twenty-eight twenty-seven. 28-27. Uh, That defense is really getting better. Southwestern will put some points on the board. But I think the Magic Man leads them to the victory.
1: How about the area teams? Let's start off with Class 3A. That's district play for them. Heston, 4-1, taking on Rock Creek at home.
2: Well, uh, Ferrells did tell me he went back and forth on this game. And in the end, he used comparative scores. Heston got blown out. By Halstead, Rock Creek played them close. Rock Creek gets the edge 28-22.
1: How about the Smoky Valley Vikings, 1-4, taking on the Chapman Irish, who are also 1-4. Well,
2: this is another game. Chapman's a lot better than their 1-4 record. Lost a lot of close games. Chapman, 21, Smoky, 7.
1: In Class 1A, beginning of districts there for the Inman Teutons, who are 2-3, going on the long road trip to Sublette, who's 1-4. I don't even know
2: where Sublette is, but I like the Teutons. Their defense playing great every week. It says fearless pick 20 to 6 I think it's gonna be worse than that
1: all right faith in the Teutons. yeah we'll have coach Lance Sawyer on our coach's show tomorrow morning Ooh, boy is he gonna have a short night speaking of another coach that we will have on our coach's show Mound Ridge football coach Jeremiah Meeks he'll be on tomorrow morning as the Wildcats are two and three and take on the 0-5 St. John Tigers
2: well Mound Ridge is gonna get well St. John uh, really having a tough year they've been they haven't scored in almost all but one game. Mount Ridge, 38-8.
1: Little River Redskins, they are 4-1, taking on Maxville, who beat Mount Ridge last week. Maxville is 3-2. Are you picking a fifth consecutive win for the Redskins?
2: Big win for the Redskins, 48-14.
1: Canton Galva, 5-0, unblemished, untouched. They've barely even been into the second half this year. Taking on Gossel, it is homecoming. Gossel's 4-1. and You taking the Eagles.
2: Canton Gabba will actually go into the third quarter really? very early, but it's going to be 54-6. to
1: I'm sure we'll have some updates from our guy Shad Marston at and halftime there. And Vance
2: will give us updates from Mound Ridge.
1: That's right, Steve. All right, our, our last stretch of games here, AVCTL Division Three, The Circle T-Birds, they are 1-4, and four, going on the road to take on the 4-1 and one Bueller Crusaders.
2: Going to be a route. Bueller, forty-four-six.
1: The Winfield Vikings. They are four and one as well. A huge game for Winfield tonight, as they are on the road at El Dorado, who is two and three. El Dorado lost a Circle last week. You got faith in the Vikings?
2: Yeah, I do, and it's hard to believe Winfield five and one with a win.
1: There you go, Steve. Our final prediction of the night. McPherson five and zero oh, going to take on the two and three Augusta Orioles.
2: Well, the only thing that could help Augusta here is if it rains or snows. It's not going to happen, so McPherson 42, Augusta six.
1: Steve, this is the first time this year that we have finished Fearless Forecaster with plenty of time to spare. Well, that's good. We have a minute and a half left. Is that right? Yeah.
2: Okay, well, I I just got to say, you know, Fearless is getting up there in years. He's just not as sharp as he used to be. Struggling 73. Did you
1: see that cane that he came in with? I
2: know. It's got the nice diamond on it, though, on the top of it. Does
1: he have a CPAP as well? I think he does, too. (laughs) I think he
2: does, so... Yeah, the old guy. He's just—I don't know how much longer we can keep him around. I—I'm sure we can hire somebody a lot cheaper than him. God, he's brutal. He takes up a lot of money on our payroll.
1: He's brutal. Steve, I got an update on my phone. Okay. Just as we were talking about this, of the last 21 challenges on pass interference in the NFL, you want to know how many of them were overturned? Two. One. Really? 20 of the last 21. It is from ESPN.
2: Oh, I thought maybe Grandpa Danny might know. Did ESPN va- did vast knew. research.
1: ESPN knew that that's what we were talking about at the beginning of well, the show. Good.
2: I'm glad they're listening. Friends of the show, ESPN.
1: So if you missed the beginning of our show today, you can go back and listen at soundcloud.com slash Sports and hear me be very upset with the <laughs> NFL and its Ranting. officials.
2: Ranting and raving like a lunatic.
1: Steve, where do you want to eat tonight?
2: I don't know. Does Augusta have any restaurants? Oh, plenty of restaurants. All right, well, we'll find place.
1: We can drive through Andover and stop in there. Ooh. We could pick all sorts of places. Okay. Tell them where so the people will come meet.
2: Well, Don't you want to eat I with the people? I think it comes down to what Pistol wants to do.
1: That's true. It always comes down to that. Yeah. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you tonight from Augusta.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson,